Hi, everyone. Welcome to Joshua Live. I'm Gary Temple Bodley. Today's episode is all about attachment. When we give meaning to things, we are attached to them, and generally that's regarding our identity. In order for us to move up to higher perspectives, we have to let that identity move and change and shift, and it's always changing anyway. It's always based in the experiences we're having. When you're inspired to act and you act on that inspiration, you'll have an experience. That experience will adjust your identity and shift your perspective. But when you're attached to the identity or attached meaning to things based in that identity, it makes it hard to act on inspiration because you think that you might lose something you're attached to or worry about something that might happen if you take the action. But the action will always lead through experiences to allow you to have an elevation in your perspective and then your identity shifts anyway. So you sort of move out of this fear of attachment. And when you have that experience, you shift your identity and the attachment sort of loses its value because it was based on an old identity. It's a very interesting way that Joshua explains this. And it's sort of necessary to realize that your identity was never consciously formed by you. It was just a product of the experiences you had throughout your life. And those experiences were really never perceived accurately. So there's a lot of things you believe about yourself that aren't true. A lot of work that we do in the Ascension Experience and the boot camp and basic training is all about learning to understand that your beliefs are not yours. You picked them up along the way. They're either limiting or empowering. And when you understand how this system works and what's the really design of the whole thing behind it, you realize that that identity you believe is you is not true. And so you can let that go and adopt more empowering beliefs. And then you'll see a massive shift in perspective. When you have that shift in perspective, then things get clearer. You understand more about who you really are, not who you think you are, and what's going on in your reality, why things are happening the way they are, why you're sort of feeling stuck, why you get upset at things. It's all based in this attachment to your identity. We are going to have a new basic training program starting in a couple of weeks. Um, we're also doing private coaching, Christy and I, uh, separately or together. And if you want to hear more about that, send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com. We have a few spots left for coaching and the basic training will probably fill up pretty quickly. So if you're interested in those things, uh, send me an email and I'll tell you all about them. There's also things at the website you can do too. There's a seven-day course. And if you use the code 50OFF, you'll get a $50 discount. And always remember to like and subscribe. When you subscribe, you get these episodes directly in your little notifications there. And leave a review. It's the best thing you do to help us is leave a review. And of course, tell your friends. Almost everyone who comes here comes from the referral of someone who's already listening. All right, get ready for the show. We are thrilled to be here. Hi, Joshua. Hi, Joshua. Hi, Joshua. We were playing with Gary a little bit earlier today about this idea of attachment to things that you give meaning to. And when you give meaning to something, the attachment is automatically formed. And with attachment, naturally comes a fear of loss. You can only lose what you give meaning to. You can only be attached to what you give meaning to. And you cannot lose anything without the meaning, nor could you be attached to anything without any meaning. Since everything in physical reality is inherently meaningless, you choose to give meaning to some things and not to give meaning to other things. Why do you choose to give meanings to certain things? Well, imagine that 
you were a little kid and you got a bicycle on your birthday and your parents had wrapped it up and they chose a special bike for you. And so you attached maybe a meaning of love that you were loved based in this gift from your parents. Maybe you attached the meaning of independence or that you could have some semblance of freedom as a child. And so the bike became the most important thing in your life and you were very attached to it. If it looked like the bike might get stolen or lost or damaged in some way, you would really have a bit of fear around that and you'd feel negative emotion. So the negative emotions therefore are derived from your attachment to things you give meaning. The more meaning you give them, the more attachment and the greater the fear of loss. It is difficult to remove that attachment or that fear of loss when you give anything meaning. But if you don't give it meaning, then it's easier to let it go and be comfortable with it and not derive satisfaction or any kind of negative emotion to any possibility that you could lose it. Since you are attaching meaning to things, it's generally attached to the identity that you're choosing for yourself. Now that identity could be anything. It sort of came about haphazardly, didn't it? If you think about the experiences of your youth and the conditions of that time period and how you interpreted things, you would have to say, well, things occurred. I perceived them based in who I was being at the time. Since I was a child, I didn't have a fully developed perspective yet. And because I'm emotionally sensitive, I gave great meanings to things. In order to protect myself from negative emotion, I chose to believe things about myself that were not true. And I chose to operate in a way that would insulate me from negative emotion. That negative emotion was simply based in your attachment to an identity or to a feeling or to some other perception that was never really true. It was just something you adopted along the way. As you go forward now, if you understand this idea of identity and meaning and attachment and loss or separation, you can now make that identity malleable. And in fact, if you are choosing to move to higher vibrational levels, if you're choosing to really understand who you are and what's going on here, you'll have to make your belief system malleable, your mental construct malleable, your attachment to ideals and desires malleable, and your belief about who you are now malleable. When you say, I prefer this over this, or I like this over this, or I'm always like this, or I would never do that, you are conforming to a past belief system about yourself, a past identity. Your identity is always changing with every new experience. You shift your perspective. And generally that perspective, if you're looking at the perfection of your experiences, that perspective is inclined to shift upwards. But if you're holding onto an identity or you're attached to some aspect about who you think you are and what that means, well, that's going to be very difficult to shift into newer vibrational levels. Now, the newer vibrational levels are where everything you want exists. If you want something and you don't have it, it's because you're in a vibrational reality that is not a match to that thing. It's because you perceive yourself in a way that wouldn't make sense if you had that thing. And generally, the thing that you want is the thing that you lack. And the thing that you lack is the thing that you think would be beneficial to this identity that you have now. It would make you feel something. And again, if you think that outside conditions or things or anything has any inherent meaning and you would apply meaning to it and you make believe it 
would mean something if you had that, or it would make you feel something if you had it, well, then you're perceiving life as a victim. If you realize you're the creator of your reality and what that means to be the creator, it means you get to choose your perception of that reality. You get to choose your identity. You get to choose your beliefs. You get to choose how you're going to perceive anything. Now, everything is inherently neutral. So how you choose to perceive anything is inherently attached to your identity. And because you believe how you feel relies on that identity, it makes it very difficult to allow that identity to be malleable. And here's the rub. Your inner self, in times of alignment, is sending you inspiration. If that inspiration could give way to a new identity, well, then you would lose some of that which you're attached to, which is the old identity. And so the fear, because you're attached to it, the fear of loss and separation from that aspect of you is too much to push past and you will not act on that inspiration. Now, had you acted on the inspiration, you would be led into an event or a series of events or experiences that would actually cause a uptick in your perspective. With that uptick, you would see yourself more as a creator and less as a victim. And then the illusion of fear or the value of that which you are attached to gives way and you become a new. Now, the new version of you can also latch on to things and give meaning to things. But as you notice something happening here, when you shift your perspective, the old meaning tends to slip away, tends to lose its intensity. If you are very much in fear, you'll be very attached to aspects of yourself that you believe will allow others to like, love, and respect you. As you shift your perspective, you move out of the illusion of separation and more towards the connection to your inner self. And so those things naturally lose meaning. But until you take action, you will never have the experience that will allow you to increase your perspective. And so part of this thrill ride that you're on is about taking some inspired action that will lead you to new ideas about yourself new exploration about yourself, new ways of thinking, completely new ways of being, new ways of reacting, and give you a bit of confidence so that you can receive and act on more inspiration. So you can see there's some momentum there. Those of you who are new to this material have been living with this perception of reality that outside things can make you feel something and you've developed a defense mechanism and an attachment to certain aspects of yourself so that you would not feel negative emotion. You come to these teachings and learn that the emotion itself is neither negative or positive. It's simply an indication of whether you're perceiving your reality accurately or not. Without this emotional guidance system, you wouldn't really have any options. You wouldn't really have any clue what's going on here. And without the information behind this idea that your emotions are tied to your perception of reality towards your accurate or inaccurate perception of reality, you're really flailing around. But as you get here and as you start to understand that it's all tied together and you are guided and supported all along the way, every step of the way, 
you can start to lower what things mean to you, lower the intensity of that. Choose to see yourself in a new way every day. Choose to do things differently. Choose to try new things. And most importantly, recognize when you're looking at reality accurately or not through the emotion you're receiving. Recognize the inspiration that you're receiving. Recognize the fear that pops up when that inspiration comes to you. And simply push past the fear. Do this once, you can do it again. Do this twice, you can do it again. Do it again and again and again. You'll build confidence appreciate the inspiration as it comes, and you'll understand that you are loved and supported more than you could possibly imagine, and that you are not alone or disconnected or separated from your source in any way. Yes, we understand. In a physical 3D reality, where you perceive that everything is solid, that everything is tangible, that everything has a feel to it and a look to it and a taste to it and smell to it and all these things, it seems like that's all there is because your senses are overwhelming you with sensation. But there's a whole non-physical world out there, and that is evidence of your thoughts and your feelings. You can't taste a thought or see a feeling. You can simply feel it. Feel it not with your hands or your skin, but feel it internally. Where is this coming from? Is this generated as a byproduct simply of my consciousness and how I'm interpreting everything? Well, it is, but it's not working the way you think it is. It is allowing you to know whether or not your perception of what's going on is accurate. That's all. If you perceive something inaccurately, you're not a bad person and you did nothing wrong. It's part of the system. It's just an indicator. It's just a red light or a green light. You can use that information then and refine your perception, refine your perspective. You can choose to understand the underlying message in any manifestation event. And when you do, you will shift that perspective and you will change it and you will change that vibration and you will undoubtedly shift higher and higher and higher. And as you shift higher in perspective, guess what happens? That idea of yourself, the true self, is then communicated through a vibration which is sent out into the universe, and the universe comes back with a brand new reflection. So all that's happening in your physical reality is the reflection of how you see yourself, how you feel about yourself, how you feel about others and the world around you. Are you needing to protect yourself? Or are you believing and understanding you as the creator of this reality? Why are you the creator of this reality? Because this reality that you perceive is unique to you. It is your reality. Not simply is it your reality, but it is you, the entirety of the whole thing. And when you get to see this and understand it, you'll say, this can't be true. Of all the people, I have a reality that's true to me and and is me, and that I'm perceiving that no one else can perceive. And that's exactly right. And so does everyone else. But you get to navigate your reality, and they get to navigate their reality. Now, something has brought you to this information. You cannot be here by accident, whether you're on this call now or listening at a later date. 
Something brought you here. It was an intention. It was wanting to know more. It was high emotional sensitivity. It was, how do I feel better? Now that you're here, you can understand that you could not have gotten here by accident. And that now that you're here, you can experiment with these ideas and play with them. And we suggest the first idea that you play with is receiving inspiration, writing it down, writing down any thought that pops into your mind, noticing that there's some fearful thoughts in there, noticing that there'll be an argument somewhere going on in your head from some voice that says, now's not the time, I don't have the money, I'm not good enough at that, that will never lead me to what I want. And that might indicate that you're tied to this identity you believe is true. The only identity that is true about you is that you are love. And with that, we'd like to talk to you about anything you'd like to talk about. Who'd like to start? Joshua, I actually have a question. In my reality, I'm watching the news too much. And that I is an yes. incorrect and, and, sta statement. You are watching the news perfectly for you. The amount, the time, the type of news you're watching, it's absolutely perfect. You could not watch the news if it was perfect for you. What's also perfect for you is that you have an idea that this may no longer be necessary for you, but yet there is still a reason that you were drawn to the news. Okay, so, so let me, so the rest of my question is, I see people, I'm going to call them people of the lie. So, you know, somebody called to that. And they seem to be evil. I mean, I'm sorry, you know, I'm supposed to be all love, but I'm feeling that they're evil because they're exploiting people. They're exploiting their weaknesses and their ignorance and people are suffering. And I'm struggling with trying to not see them as bad. Excellent. And I'm not feeling it. Well, there's a way to define this. Sure. From a human perspective, where you've been taught to protect yourself, taught to make right decisions, taught to not be swindled, taught to make sure you make the best decision every time, make sure you make the best choices. Why? So that you will affect an outcome that you believe from your limited human perspective is a good thing. Aha, a little interesting thing there is a good thing, which opposes a bad thing. Well, you and you alone, in your reality, make that distinction. If you live in a belief system that says, I must protect myself from evil, because if I were to encounter evil, then I would be adversely affected by that experience. Again, you're perceiving that the outside can make you feel something on the inside. This is a simple miscalculation or a false premise. It feels like the outside conditions make you feel something because whenever the outside conditions do something, you feel something. But what if the conditions were neutral? What if your perception was based in a bias? That bias was created by experiences that you had throughout your life most notably in childhood. You had a feeling that you associated 
with a bad event, and you called that a negative feeling. That negative feeling was associated with the bad event. Somehow you perceived what was happening as awful, wrong, shouldn't be that way. If you left your bike out in the rain and it rusted and broke, and your parents told you that you were irresponsible and that you had to learn your lesson for being bad, you attach some meaning to that. Now, it didn't have any meaning. It absolutely had no meaning to the creator. The creator was having an experience of limitation. That experience of limitation was accompanied by a feeling. Over time, that feeling was chosen to be perceived as negative, which is fine. You really feel bad when you interpret that bad happens to you or could happen to you. Therefore, you must control the outer conditions to escape from the potential for a bad feeling. Because a bad feeling always is associated with a little ding to your identity. You're trying to manufacture an identity that keeps only good feelings coming in. But of course, since that is a completely false premise, you are not this identity. This identity is not derived from the outside. This identity is curated or created from the inside with a knowing of who you are, a knowing that you're the creator of your reality, a knowing that you are a source, a knowing that you are love. Until you know that you're love, you're going to operate in opposition to that. And that's fine. That's the evolution of your journey from fear to love. Along the way, though, there is a tipping point. There is a little gray area there. There's a little part that says, possibly I could be the creator of my reality. Possibly everything could be happening for me. Possibly I have a belief system that creates a perspective, that creates a vibration that is then sent to a universe that responds back with a mirror image of that perspective so that I can see who I'm being. Every single one of you, every single human being has a completely different perspective based on a completely different identity, based on a completely different set of past experiences, genes, DNA, all of that. Isn't it interesting? Not one of you has the same perspective. So what's bad to you is likely good to somebody else. What you think is evil, someone else might have a different opinion. What you think is happening to someone else, maybe for their benefit, maybe for the understanding of this vibrational reality, maybe for their evolution from fear to love. Now, we are not saying this in any unkind way whatsoever. But the only reason you care about someone else is because you want to control that evil so that it doesn't happen to you. Now, of course, within you is this teacher, uplifter, cheerleader, wanting generally everyone to be happy and learn how to become who they are and learn about these ideas. Sure, that's in all of you. But when you're looking at the masses or we're looking like this unknown 
mental picture that you've created specifically by you for you, you're generally not feeling good. You're generally having urges to control the conditions and you're generally wishing things were different. In the wishing that outside conditions were different so that you could feel better, are you being the creator or are you being the victim? The victim in our terminology is not bad. We have no judgment over this. It's simply a word that we use to offset the word creator. We will put it to you bluntly. You are either one or the other. You are either one who generates a perception of reality that aligns with who you truly are and therefore redefines everything in its truest sense so that you are aware or conscious or moving towards the truth of who you are and out of this illusion caused by fear. It is an illusion that bad things are happening to people. They're having experiences. They are reconciling their approach to life with those experiences. They cannot come out of the haze unless they give up this idea of control based in victimhood. And so until they hold on to this control, trying to protect themselves because they are being not who they are, they have to have these experiences. And those who are giving them experiences are also doing the same thing just on the other side. So it's the victims playing with other victims until they give themselves enough experiences that they surrender that control. Dear Lord, I cannot handle it on my own. Please help me. Please show me the way. Did you know that when you ask for something in this wonderful reality, it is always given to you? Always, 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 always. But you never ask. You never ask. Because it sounds ridiculous in your head until you realize you're fully supported. You're fully supported every step of the way. And if you choose to experiment and explore who you're not, the inauthentic version of you, this is what you're asking through the vibration you're offering. Ooh, I feel like a victim. Let's see what that experience is like because that experience cannot be had in the non-physical. You cannot come from the non-physical where you know yourself as connected, as source, as the creator, into this experience without feeling what it's like not to know that, not to believe it, not to remember. Why is that? Well, every single one who comes here gets to have the context of not the creator. And with the context of not the creator in the non-physical, you understand yourself and expand your awareness of who you are. Now, this isn't a game for the lighthearted, but this is a game for those who have expanded to the level that other physical realities will allow. And they say, I want to keep expanding. And the only way to do that is to forget who I am and pretend what it's like to be a victim for a split second. That's it. You are experiencing as a human a linear timeline so that with each moment you can choose another perspective. At any time, you can opt out of the victimhood, opt out of that experience of forgetting anytime. 
But that's not satisfying. You want to move slowly over eons from fear to love. And when you get to this part of exploring love as a human, of identifying yourself as the creator rather than the victim, as a human, well, we don't know what can happen because it's never been done before. You see, this is a great experiment. See, physical reality on Earth is valuable simply for the fear part of it, which does not exist in the non-physical. But something interesting is happening here. Some of you are contemplating moving out of fear and into love consciously. What would happen if a powerful creator such as you chose to redefine their entire reality so that now they're not the victim, and, but now that the creator live in love, which is essentially acceptance, not approving, you don't have to prove of it, but you don't have to change it either. And you don't have to think you're a victim to it. And you don't, you don't have to believe it applies to you. But what happens now if you start creating in love? Well, you've created in fear a lot and say that you thought that a certain sector of the population was victimized. And so you went out there with the rallies and, and these signs up there and you protested against them. Well, that is an act. That's an action. It's somewhat more empowering than the victims themselves, but it's still believing in duality, believing in wrong. What if you turned your attention to, what would it like for me, Rowan, to start playing with this idea that I'm the creator of this reality and I can choose a perception and I can choose how I feel rather than feeling how I see things? If I could do that, I would be inspired and I would move towards higher and higher and higher levels of perspective if I act on the inspiration. So, ooh, that's operating with a fear in a new way. You see, the fear before was something could happen to you. And now the fear is you could lose something by taking action. If you take action, you could lose the identity that you have now which means you could lose the friendship and the love from others that you have now. You could lose whatever you think you've gained. Now, here's that interesting thing. Those of you on the border are living fantastic, wonderful lives with lots of love, lots of friends, lots of things, lots of wealth, lots of freedom, lots of choices. You believe you're more in control now than in any other life you've ever lived. And guess what you have to do? To live in love, you have to give up that control. Give up the thing you prize most, the thing that you've always asked for. Oh, I wish I had more control. Oh, I wish I had more control. Oh, and now you get to this life where you can pretty much do anything you want. You can move anywhere. You can talk to anyone. You can travel anywhere. You can buy anything. You can pretty much live lives so much more luxurious and opulent and free than any human in the prior 10,000 years. But guess what? It still doesn't have any meaning. It never did. There is no control. There's no need to control. You're the creator. You're generating a new reality through your vibration. And every second, you can't lose anything. You can only create. You can create and create and create. What would you create if you opted out of the fear? That's unknown. That's unimaginable. And some of you, are experiencing that now. 
That's what awaits you. Wonderful question. Who's next? Joshua. This is Joe. I'll, Joe, Joe. I'll go. Hi. I'm, I'm asking because of just basically your past question and the manifestation event that I just had when I joined the call late. So I come to visit my mom at 94. And I, I think I've talked to you about this before. But I caught my feelings of guilt as I left. And I could tell my mother wanted me to spend some time with her watching TV. So my negative manifestation of that was feelings of guilt and empathy and sorrow for her loneliness because my mother's had a tough life. I caught it. I'm like, wait a minute, I'm feeling bad. That's a manifestation event. And so I tried to subside with a few tears as I listened to you. So at this point, what I'm wondering is, am I then to say, okay, feeling bad isn't bad. I caught it. I'm recognizing myself and her as a victim. I chose her as my mother. I don't know if I chose her for my experience or to help her in her life. I realize I'm trying to, I want to control her feelings and I don't want her to feel lonely because I think that's such a painful thing. Okay, excellent. When your mother returns to the non-physical, she will say this, that was the most amazing, spectacular, beautiful, wonderful, empowering, perspective-shifting experience of all of my lives. This is my favorite life. She will drop to her knees in appreciation of you and everyone else who played the part so that you could feel what it's like not to be the creator. She will understand herself in a new way as source. She will drop all the fear. The remnants of the love-based aspects of her personality and her realness will exist forever and her connection to you as well and every single person she met in that life. She grew and expanded exponentially in this life. And while this life, from your perspective, seemed long, while it seemed like it was moment after moment of loneliness and hardship and suffering, it was just a blink of an eye. It was experienced fully, as long as she wanted to, as intense as she wanted to. And she was prepared for every single moment of it. Now, how you perceive her, though, is a different reality. It's not the reality she's living. It's the reality you're living. You have absolutely no idea how she perceives her life. She could be singing and dancing and baking a cake before you come over. As soon as you pull into the driveway, she turns everything off. She darkens the mood. She puts candles out. And she sits there like a lump in a chair and puts on a sad face for you, because that's what you need. You see, that's what you need to understand this idea of perception. If you feel guilt, that's not a bad thing. It's just inaccurate. Of course, you cannot see this reality accurately all the time, but it's nice to know when you do and you don't. So when you feel interest or curiosity or joy or excitement, 
that's a lot more accurate. And if you feel boredom or guilt or shame, embarrassment, you are perceiving it through your specific lens of perception based in your identity, what you're attached to, what you think makes you good, what you think makes other people like you. You're perceiving it through that lens. And this identity that you have is Jojo, this one who is spiritually awake and understanding yourself more and more and is asking questions easily, putting yourself out there without fear of what other people think in this community. This is an identity and there's an attachment to it, plus the identity of daughter and mate and friend and worker and all these things. You see, they all add up. If I don't have this identity, I'm not going to make it through this life. I'm not going to get what I want. I'm going to lose everything I have. So I got to maintain this identity. And so you become attached to it and it becomes valuable. And then you fear losing it. And so you avoid situations like that with your mother. And you try to live a smaller life because it's less risky in your perception. But you didn't come here to live a small life. You came here for a grand expansive experience, a zest of life. If you could understand how you perceived and felt before you came here and the, the, the intentions that you set for this incredible perspective-shifting, expansive life, you would not sit still for a moment. You would not fear anything. But you forget. You forget all that part. But there's still the intentions. There's still the essence of who you truly are. There's still the life that you designed for yourself. And you are living that life. Now, there's a lot of different ways to live that life. But that life is going to have all the experiences it's going to have, all the experiences that you desired to have, that you chose for yourself. It's going to have those experiences. You could live this life as Jojo in complete victimhood and have the same experiences, but in suffering. Or you could choose to see yourself from the higher and higher and higher perspective and then have new experiences, the same experience you have otherwise, but new. They'd be new experiences in joy. And they would actually, to you, feel different, look different because you have a higher perspective. Your perspective determines the feedback. Your perspective determines what you're going to do and how you're going to do it and where you're going to go. Your perspective determines the series of unfolding events. Your perspective determines your access to non-physical, to your source, to your inner self, to your guidance supporters. Your perspective creates a vibration and on your journey, there's all types of potential there, all types of new people, all types of new professions, all types of new experiences, including the unimaginable. Because the unimaginable is woven in with that life. But until you reach a higher perspective, it will be unseen to you. It'll still happen, but you won't realize it. Everything you think you want, what's that based on? Why do you think you want that? Why is it important? Why is it necessary? It depends on how you're choosing to perceive yourself. You are perceiving yourself in the eyes of your mother. And you're looking at yourself and saying, I should be different than I am. But you're doing exactly what your mother needs you to do. 
what you prefer to do, what you choose to do, how you choose to experience it, that's another story. And that depends on your perspective. If you believe that it within that identity that you say is Jojo, that you must be a good daughter, but you can't be in that environment very long, you will judge the length of time that you spend with her as good or bad. If in your identity it says, to be a good person, I must be a good daughter, and therefore anything less than 16 hours straight with her is a bad daughter, you're going to have a ding on your little identity, and it's not going to feel good. You're going to have negative emotion because it is not true. On the other hand, you might be inspired to do something with your mother, to do something for your mother, to do whatever it is. You might be inspired. But you can't be inspired if you think that you're not doing it everything right. Because from that state of not in alignment, you're not receptive to the inspiration that flows. So if you realize that all your power is really in that connection to your inner self and that inspiration, and that only happens when you're in alignment, and the reason you're out of alignment is because of some attachment to part of your identity, that gets triggered over and over and over again because it is not true, you'll have to shift that identity. That identity that you think is you, that you believe is you, that you think is necessary, that you're attached to, has never really been considered. Is it true? Is that aspect of me true? Is that belief about myself true? Is it true and empowering or false and limiting? So this is the work you're doing with these belief systems. Belief systems are aspects of your identity. Modulate those belief systems so that you can come to believe that you are a little bit more than you thought you were. That's a higher perspective. If you say to yourself, my mother depends on me for all her joy in her life, then you are perceiving that she's a victim, you're a victim, and the whole world is set up to be a victim. If you believe that I'm the creator of my reality, you also have to believe she's the creator of your reality, of her reality. If it works for you, it has to work for everyone else. There can't be some who are inherently creators and some who are inherently victims. That's not the point of this reality. That's not the point of this growth opportunity. If it works for one, it works for all. Now, if your mother chooses to believe that she's a victim and chooses to act on urges and chooses to try and control you, that's coming from her her perspective, but it cannot create your reality unless you have the same perspective. You see, if you believe yourself as a creator, you would marvel in her exploration, however she chooses to do it, because there is no wrong anywhere in the universe. And all of it from the perspective of the creator can be seen as part of this evolution from fear to love. You see, Without enough experience in fear, love's going to have no context. It's going to be meaningless. This is how those souls who have not experienced earth, there's an aspect of context that's missing, and that context provides a fullness of understanding, awareness, feeling, power, that sort of thing. Those of you who are here are among the first to dip your toes into this experience. It's quite different than the non-physical, quite different than any other physical reality, actually. 
And so it's natural. This is part of it because in this reality is this new frontier, this new grand experiment called the illusion of separation. What if you come into a physical reality and you can't remember who you are and that you're connected to everyone and everything and sorts of self and you can't be disconnected? Well, that gives new context. And so you get to explore with this idea of victimhood. How far are you going to take it until it feels so bad that you give up? At some point in some life, your mother will try to control those around her in order to feel good. It will not work. It will not work. It will not work. And she'll give up and she'll tip the scales to a new approach to life. But until she's had enough experience, she wants to play around with that more. And when she is ready, there's nothing you can do to stop her. She will find her path. Guess what, Hugh? There's no coincidence. She's in your life. You're in her life. You are probably the most obvious example of someone who is looking at things in a new way. And so you influence her to a degree. This is perfect and by design as well. And so what you are really doing for her is maintaining your stance that you are the creator of your reality, even if she can't believe it, even if she's in fear of it, even if she wants you to be different than you are. This is true of all of you and all the people in your life. How will you maintain your understanding of the true version of you in the face of those who are still exploring victimhood. You'll want to soothe them somehow, but if you agree with them, you're just exacerbating their perception of reality. Their negative emotion is the indication that their source will never agree with them, that their inner self will never agree with them. If you agree with them, are you really helping? Or are you prolonging it? So we say, either way is fine. Either way is perfect. This is an idea. You can't change what you've already done. But this conversation is designed to elevate your perspective in this area so that you realize that when you gossip with someone or when you complain with someone or when you agree with someone who's having a hard time, you are reinforcing a series of limiting beliefs. Notice that their inner self would never do that. Their inner self will never agree with them. If you agree with them, well, you're not really working the way that you know who, how the system works. That's okay. You're playing around with it and you'll feel it. You'll understand it. You'll think about it later. But if you don't agree with them, hmm, what does that mean? What does that mean about you? Maybe they'll get mad at you. Maybe they won't like you. Maybe they'll say something to you. Maybe they'll offend you. Maybe they'll tell you to be different than you are. Maybe they'll try to control you. Again, why doesn't that feel good? Oh, yeah. Perception of reality. Inaccurate perception of reality always feels bad to you. And a more accurate perception of yourself within your reality always feels good to you. So think about this before worrying about others before worrying about what's happening outside in the world before believing any of this is happening anyway 
you can look at the news and you can understand what their motivation is. And you can understand that in this vast world, there is so much love, so much joy, so much appreciation, so much kindness and compassion. This earth environment is the birthplace of compassion. No one saw that one coming. Compassion is the understanding that they are God and they will figure it out when they're ready. Compassion is understanding that they are equally as powerful as you are. You just happen to have a little bit more experience, most of you. That's all. You just happen to have done this a number of times so that you're ready for a new way of life. You have strong, powerful intentions because you're ready for a new way of life. You have high emotional sensitivity because you're ready for a new way of life. All of these things are lining up for you because you're ready, but they're not quite ready yet. So when you see them as simply following in your footsteps and realize that you're the ones by pretending to be the creators of reality, pretending that things are happening for you, experimenting with all these ideas in the face of their possible rejection, you are helping them more than you can ever imagine. You trying to change things and control things just back to the old style of approach to life that you're used to. But you have to remember that never worked before. Why do you think it's going to work now? Nothing has changed from a stance of fear until the person surrenders to that change. When you surrender to the fact that this reality you're living in, this universe you're living in, from the tiniest particle to the largest astronomical body, it's perfect in every way. There's no possible mistakes. Can you control the spin of this planet? Well, if you can't control that, likely you can't control the smallest particle. And if you can't control any of that, it's unlikely you can't control anything in between. All you can control is one thing, how you choose to perceive your reality. You can choose to say, why me? How did I get here? This doesn't make sense out of all the people. How can I be one of the few embarking on a new approach to life? How can I be one of the few seeing things more, more clearly? How can I be the one who feels so much better than the masses? And we promise you, you do. How can I be the one who's witnessing these unimaginable experiences? How can I be the one who's realizing that this false, fake ideal of life that your society has created has never worked for anyone and cannot work? And how do you realize that? Those people in your life who are close to you are close to you because you've said, I will come forth. I will embrace a new approach to life. And I will live this new approach to life as an example that will get through to you some way, somehow. It's not good if it does. It's not bad if it doesn't. It's perfect either way. 
You're experimenting with a new approach to life. You're experimenting with a new way to define things. You're experimenting with this idea that negative emotion indicates a inaccurate perception of reality and positive emotion indicates a more accurate perception of reality. That's not been available before. It's not just looking at the positive aspects while that's a wonderful start. It's identifying why you think things are wrong or bad because why you think things are wrong or bad is based on your perception of yourself, i.e. your identity, which you're attached to. Soften that identity. It doesn't matter if they like, love, and respect me because I do not derive my feelings externally. I derive my feelings one way and one way only by maintaining a perception of reality that aligns with my inner self's perception. When that happens, I feel good. I have positive emotion. I have wonderful experiences. I get new ideas. I get new inspiration. I get intuition. I get all kinds of empathic abilities. Why am I the one? Why aren't you the one? Why not the one? You are all, as Christy eloquently said one day, everything and nothing and everything between. You've explored a whole bunch of it. One half of the moon. You've explored the side of the moon that everyone can see. And a few of you are starting to explore the other side. The side that is uncharted. The side that is no one has ever really seen and there is no example of those who explored that before. You know why? Because they never left. Once they get there, they're not coming back. Because it is pretty nice where no one else is. Wonderful question. Who's next? Hi, Joshua. That, can you hear me? Mm -hmm. This seems to be the day of uh, exploring people we think are being wrong. So I'll add one more dynamic. Um, so I have a, I guess a stepmother. Um, my, my partner and I are going on a cruise for my 40th birthday in September. And it just so happens that the day of my birthday, I'm landing about an hour from where my dad lives with my stepmother. He wanted to take me out for lunch. I said, sure. And then he was like, oh, can she come too? And I really didn't want her to come. Um, I'm, I'm okay saying no, but I also sort of feel like there's just something that I'm, I know that there's something that I'm afraid of. I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I guess I'm just asking for a perspective. Great. If, yeah. If your stepmother was your idol, the person that you respected, loved, cherished in the world, would you want to go to that lunch? Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> if that person was your favorite elementary school teacher, the teacher that always praised you, encouraged you, and said you would do great things. Do you see where we're going here? <laughs> yes. She's definitely the opposite of that teacher. Without this feedback, if you were simply raised like a princess and everyone thought you were the most wonderful thing in the world, you'd develop some perspective that was lopsided you would think of yourself in a way that was not true. You would imagine there's something about you where 
somehow, some way, every single person you encounter just loves and adores every aspect of you. That would lead to an identity. That identity would be completely inaccurate because it would be based in the human version of you. Now that human identity, in this case, the princess who was born to the royal court with all the opulence in the world and surrounded by those who were instructed to simply tell her wonderful things about her so that she would never ever experience negative emotion. From the human perspective, you might assume that's a great life. But guess what happens in a life like that? In a life like that, there's no shift in perspective. There's no way to see the other side. It's as if you never left the non-physical because there's no one in the non-physical who's causing you a problem. There's no thing in the non-physical that's giving you some anxiety. There's no wrong anywhere in the non-physical or the physical except this illusion called separation that's the basis of fear. You believe that's not you. You believe that all the people who are you are the ones you love and all the people who are not you are the ones you hate or dislike or are annoyed by or are irritating in some way. So you have two choices here. You can control those you don't like. You can make them different or you can stay away. Perfect. Nothing wrong with that at all. That actually happens to be a universally tried and untrue approach. In that approach, you sort of uh, bypass a whole bunch of expansion. Now, we're not saying that you need to love and adore her, that you need to pretend she's different than she is, that you need to have her kidnapped and sent away, or that you should change her in any way. All we're doing is pointing out the fact that this is a mirror. Why do you care what she thinks? How could your emotions be dictated by what she says or does? How could she possibly affect you as a creator? Because there's some beliefs in you that for where you are in your life and the example that you are, they're holding you back. You're in a hot air balloon and you got a bunch of sandbags keeping you on the ground. Those sandbags are limiting beliefs. Those sandbags are judgments. Those sandbags are things you think mean something to you. And you are attached to those sandbags. You are attached to them like anyone else. And you don't want to cut them loose. But you can't soar the way you want to soar. You don't have to do anything. But you want to. You didn't have to come here. You don't have to be on this call. You don't have to change anything about the way you've been living. It's still a beautiful, expansive life. You don't have to go in front of thousands of people and perform. But that's who you are. You derive satisfaction from an excellent performance. Not because it means anything about you, because you are being who you are. And you'll derive satisfaction by testing the waters. Now, maybe this isn't the one to start with. Maybe Mount Everest is not the first place you climb. Maybe the neighbor, maybe the postman, maybe 
you turn off the TV. Maybe you watch the TV and you watch it with compassion because you realize that everyone who's going through all those things, everyone is doing it for you in some way, some shape, some form. Why me? How me? It's not possible. Yes, it's not easy to believe this. Given what you've adopted along the way in the manner of beliefs. But it's not supposed to be easy. It's supposed to be challenging. There's no fun game without a challenge. You've risen to the level of your next challenge. You've accomplished great strides and perspective. And you have a belief system that lets you see things clearly, more clearly than ever before. And you feel generally very good. And so now the inspiration to contact your dad and say, I'm going to be in town, let's have lunch and go ahead and bring along Elvira there. And we'll have a wonderful time. That inspiration came to you many, 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 many times. But it was blocked. Beliefs blocked, 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 blocked. So the inspiration has to come some other way. It comes come around the back door. Mm. And it comes to your to you from your dad. Now, guess what your dad was thinking when he got that inspiration? Oh, geez, no, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> but I love her and I want to see her. And if I went alone, I'd get a whole bunch of lip from this one over here. So we're gonna have to bring her along too, because that's about as much as I can take. So the perfect person got the perfect inspiration at the perfect time. And you chose the perfect cruise at the perfect time and the perfect day to be there at the perfect time. And everything's lining up for you to give you now what you really need. We're not going to say what you need. Of course, it's what you need. But we're going to go a step further. It's what you want. Because when you get to this level, the whole thing opens up. It's easier. Because this is a little block of ice that you can smash your way through. And you don't have to be happy smashing your way through ice. While you're doing it, you can be pissed off all you want. But you're going to turn around and you're going to say to yourself and you say, you know what? I'm amazed at myself for doing that. I've come a long way to be able to do that. Sure, I could have been nicer. I could have brought a gift. I could have complimented something about her whacked out fashion sense <laughs> you know <laughs> but i did my best and i pushed past fear to have an experience in that experience there's jumble mumble jumble you can't see the perfection maybe a little bit here and there but when you're on that cruise when you're laying in that deck when the kids are playing in the pool and you've got a margarita you can look back at that experience and see the perfection and believe and know and trust that it was designed for you, by you, and you don't make mistakes. This is an amazing conversation with Jedi Knights. And we appreciate every single one of you because without you, we would not be here. And with that, we are complete. Thank you, Joshua. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, everyone.
Yeah, I really enjoyed that episode. It's uh, interesting to understand how your identity works and why you have an identity and why you think this is true. It's really a framework that was developed based on the experiences you had as a child. And at that time, you had a very limited perspective. So you didn't really understand you know, what was going on. And you sort of attached meaning to a lot of things that really had no meaning in them. And they created you know, pathways in your brain. And you start to believe these things about yourself. But those can be changed. And they're nothing more than just synaptic connections. When you have new experiences, those connections start changing and you get new connections and you start to see yourself in a new way. Really what we're doing here is we're learning to shift our perspective upwards to see more of the truth of who we are and let go of, of that baggage and those beliefs that are not empowering, that are not helping us. And when you see how this works, you'll understand why you have issues now with whatever's going on in your life, why some areas of your life are working and others aren't. And it's all based on this mental construct which you've created that forms your identity. You start to let that go and allow these experiences to happen and see things in a new way, and you rapidly move up in perspective. In the higher perspective, you have more clarity, more confidence. You have better choices and decisions available to you. You get new thoughts. It's really, really interesting. So if you'd like to start shifting your perspective, I suggest one of two things. You can join our next basic training group, which will start in about two weeks. And uh, to do that, send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com. Or you might want to do some coaching. And Christy and I have just started coaching programs. We are getting pretty busy here doing those. And it's a lot of fun. It's very interesting when we are able to do this one-on-one -on -one or group coaching with people that uh, we really see massive shifts in the way people see themselves. And this is what changes everyone's reality. So uh, take a look at that. Uh, send me an email and I'll tell you more information. And always remember to like and subscribe. When you subscribe, you get these episodes directly in your little notifications there. And leave a review. It's the best thing you do to help us is leave a review. And of course, tell your friends. Almost everyone who comes here comes from the referral of someone who's already listening. And uh, if you want to get involved, I would suggest uh, sending me an email and I'll tell you all about the different things that we have going on. There's also things at the website you can do too. There's a seven-day course. And if you use the code 50OFF, you'll get a $50 discount. All right. Thanks again for being here, and we'll see you next time. Bye.